What's up, it's your pal Wenchikistoticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. The following is an exchange between myself and the two authors of this fic. Wenchikistoticus. You guys used the word daddy 211 times so far. This fic is about 0.2% daddy. Princess Clairefay. Hmm, that's a little low. I'll make sure it's more in future chapters. Thanks for pointing that out. Some more in time. I agree. 211 just isn't enough. Wenchikistoticus. Oh dear. By the way, do you know about how long this will end up being? Princess Clairefay. Probably well over 100 chapters. We've planned years in universe. Wenchikistoticus. Damn, then I'll be expecting at least a thousand daddies. So this is it. This is perhaps the last fun for the whole family episode, at least for a while. This series has had a good run. I know I've enjoyed putting together these episodes. It's been able to go on as long as it has because I love these characters. I love roasting them and they have interesting relationship dynamics. Really, this is my favorite series, but I don't want to get too redundant by dragging it out. So I thought we'd do a little something special to send it off into the sunset to the farm upstate. I've been wanting to do this fic for a long time, and it's also been my most requested, by which I mean like two people requested it, which isn't a lot of requests, but still, I love that multiple people saw this fic and they were like, ah, yes, Wenshikistoticus would love to suffer through this. And this is a Fire Nation Wins AU fic in which Azula and Ozai are married, and it is the length of a novel. And it was a difficult episode to get through. Its relentless nastiness combined with its length made it quite exhausting. The authors obviously have not finished writing it because we're only at 30 chapters out of the well over 100 I've been told that it will have, and it doesn't look like they're going to be done for a while, especially at the slow rate they've been updating. I also don't want to tackle this while it's at several hundred thousand words. Like, at that point, it's going to be like the What Were You Thinking series, but it's going to be worse than that because, you know, Katara Ozai is already a bad ship, but like Azula and Ozai, that's worse, man. That's a lot worse. So as you may have guessed, Today's fucked up meter rating is a 10 out of 10 for incest, abuse, and other dark themes. Is it the most fucked up, fun for the whole family episode? Maybe. I'll let you decide. And with that being said, I'm gonna try to be fair and evaluate this fic for what it is. It's not trying to be pretty. This is the 10th fun for the whole family episode. At this point, I don't think I need to say that incest is icky and that Azula and Ozai are fucked up people who are even more fucked up when you put them together. We already know that. The fic knows that. I'm gonna look at how it treats their relationship relationship and Azula's mental state, all that sort of shit. Since it's the only fic I'm covering today, I'm going to give it a proper review. And I'm going to just start off by going through everything that happens, and that'll be the bulk of the episode, and I'll be adding my commentary all the while, cracking some shitty incest jokes, and at the end of the episode I'll talk about things I liked and didn't like, but I'm also going to keep in mind that this fic is apparently nowhere near complete, so it's hard to fully judge it. But we can talk about what's already been posted, which is more than enough to run an episode on. So we begin, of course, with Ozai being a narcissistic asshole. Will he be anything other than a narcissistic asshole in this fic? No, he will not. There will be many times in which I would like to crawl into my laptop and wring his neck. He's just a piece of shit. It's that simple. So yeah, he just killed a 12-year-old child, and he's feeling real good about his life. And on his way home, he's just thinking about Iroh and how much he'd love to kill that traitorous bastard. And he goes into the throne room, and he's like, Sup, Azula. We got talking private. And Azula... She's not in a good place. She's dealing with her abandonment issues, and she's shocked that Ozai didn't leave her, like, 
everyone else in her life. And this scenario actually, I think it does do a good job of setting up her dependence on him. Like other fics will just be like, oh yeah, I was molested her when she was younger. That's really it. But here she really craves his affection and will let him do horrible things to her just because she's so desperate for anyone to love her. Azula's having a mental breakdown and she's like, oh, Zuko tried to kill me. And then Ozai pops like the worst, most psychopathic marriage proposal like not even because he's proposing to his daughter but also because he's like we can only defeat our enemies if we are united we will be invincible join me and together we can rule the galaxy as father and daughter insert obligatory mark hamill joke here azula accepts it joyously she's so honored and ozai continues to be a fucking psychopath because all he can think about is like that she looks hot and quote she would be the perfect queen producing epic spawn like that bitch ursa did but without all the whining hey ozai why are you like this this is your first scene this is your first scene with azula and i'm already asking if you can, can you just have like a single non-creepy interaction with her please and you could have had anyone you're the supreme ruler of the world you could have pointed at any woman or hell any man or any number of either and been like hey i'm gonna fuck you now and they would have been like yeah all right i'm gonna fuck you now uh, because it's either that or you kill my whole family so i guess i'll fuck you but no this man out of literally every human alive hell he could be fucking animals too i'm sure if he wanted this man was like you know what i like to marry my daughter because i'm the worst person to ever exist so i have a theory of why he's like this and it has to do with him getting all angry every time he thinks about ursa and it, like bro what did she do to hurt you want to have autonomy and an identity separate from you is that so bad oh that's horrible how could a woman ever do that to you you're the greatest man ever pretty much i think that the only person ozai thinks is good enough for ozai is ozai because azula is like 50 percent ozai that's the major step up from ursa who's zero percent ozai and any child that azula and ozai have together will be 75 percent ozai and yes the author said that azula is going to get pregnant in this fic but they haven't written that far yet and any child that ozai has with the child of the child of azula and ozai will be 87.5 percent ozai and so on and eventually ozai is an old ass man he'll marry his his great great granddaughter who's also his great granddaughter who's also his granddaughter who's also his daughter and she'll be reasonably close to 100% Ozai by that point except she'll be like super deformed and unable to have children because she's like four generations of inbred all right that might be like the most fucked up incest joke I've written yet and the series is basically just me making incest jokes or maybe the Fire Nation should just invest in cloning technology instead and they could have like just a dynasty of Ozai's who are increasingly emotionally stunted after being raised by the ozai from the last generation and the ozais would definitely be fucking each other too so it's like parent child incest and self-cest at the same time god these are both such bleak hopeless universes I, I i think we could get back to the fic which comparatively speaking is a utopia ruled by a completely sane and competent man the next morning ozai and oh my god i've said his name so many times like in the last few minutes it's like it's not even a word anymore he goes to visit and imprison zuko basically just to gloat over him and tell him about his new engagement and zuko does not react well he's just straight up like hey bro what's wrong with you how can you live with yourself which yeah it's a big mood we will have several voices of reason this week Katara will be the main one but zuko's definitely also one i actually i think most of the named characters who aren't 
Azula and Ozai are the voices of reason. And, and by voice of reason, I mean disgusted by their new king and queen. So we jump over to say hi to Azula, who's getting her makeup done by some servants. And I bring this scene up because I, I guess Ozai gave her a hickey last night and one of the servants starts putting makeup over it. But Azula gets pissed off because that's not something to hide. That's something to be proud of. In fact, her line is this. Quote, I feel no shame. Be gone from my sight, miserable little wench. And I think that's just the author speaking directly to me. <laughs> just everything about it. The be gone, it's just like be gone thought. They use the word wench, so like that's me right there. And then I feel no shame. They're like, fuck you, don't roast me. I don't care. <sighs> so also, yeah, Katara got dragged into this fucking mess and I feel so bad for her. Azula, like, recruits her as another slave and makes her pledge her loyalty, which means that she has to spend so much time third-wheeling with the couple from hell. There is a scene where they literally fuck right in front of her, and she's just probably, I just imagine her, like, staring straight ahead, like, when will God release me from this torment? Out of anyone, I feel the worst for her. It's like, she doesn't even get sexually assaulted or anything like she does in a lot of the other fics I tend to cover, but oh my god, free her from her existential nightmare. And Katara's not having any of Azula's shit at first. She's like, what if I don't pledge loyalty to you? And Azula's like, well, then I'll tell daddy to destroy your entire civilization. And Katara's like, bitch, that's it? You're just gonna cry to daddy? But Azula threatens to hurt Zuko, so Katara's like, hey, bitch, fine, I'll play your game. And she really out here having a bad time. She is the worst time being Azula's servant. Like, she has to transform herself into a mindless drone and be like, yo, is this how I'm gonna spend the rest of my life? Her next scene with Azula is them talking about the upcoming wedding, and like, this is a fucking quote. So what about your wedding, Katara asked, trying to drain every possible hint of disgust from your voice. Oh, big mood. And Azula's like, well, maybe I'll wear what my mother wore. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if she showed up to the wedding? That would be really funny, wouldn't it, Slave? And you know, the search comic had issues, but I'ma say that it was a good call for Ursa to give herself total retrograde amnesia. And alright kids, who's ready for our first sex scene? By drawing out this word, I am postponing the inevitable discussion of the sex scene. Okay, fine. Let's talk about these sick fucks boning each other. It's not like it's something I've never talked about here before. So yeah, Azul's just sitting in her room, waiting for daddy to come home. Oh my god, I, I really feel like I need to emphasize that there are over 200 usages of the word daddy and counting in this fic. It's like the authors need to like put in a teaspoon of daddy, but their hands slipped and they poured in a whole cup and they were like, you know what? Let's just bake this fucking incest cake with all this daddy in it. Azul starts touching herself and it was like, he's such a little possessive bitch, okay? Really, he's the worst, you know? You know what? Okay, I have a confession to make right here, right now. Someone asked me to write about Zuko, Hakoda, and Nozai having a threesome, and I did, because I'm a slut for validation, and that fic is called Progressive Tax Brackets. Don't ask me about that name, it's just called that. And in Progressive Tax Brackets, Zuko brutally face fucks Ozai, and you know what, I'm not proud I wrote that, but I'm I'm glad I did, because it's, it's what Ozai deserves. I have to counterbalance shit like this fic somehow. So yeah, um, refreshing in a weird way to me. Um, anyway, so Azula's masturbating and Ozai's like, only I'm allowed to touch your pussy, even though it's literally attached to you. I am an emotionally stunted mega creep. But Azula's like, I'm being naughty daddy, you're gonna have to punish me. 
<laughs> like I'm just imagining that Azula takes a piss as you do and she's wiping herself and her hand like slips a little and she accidentally touches her vagina and Ozai just like kicks down the door like fucking Shrek and he's like get your hands off my property whore daddy's gonna wipe your pussy now just like he did when you were a little girl and this text scene uses a lot of onomatopoeia which it's a choice that was made a lot of electricity being shot into Azula's nipple sounds and chains clanking and fabric ripping as Ozai sets up his little sex dungeon. Eventually, Azula realizes that she's not really going to be able to manipulate him or give any orders because things are painful. But she gets all like, oh, fuck me, daddy. And he's like, well, all right, I'll fuck you then, daughter. <laughs> uh so that was our first sex scene of many i don't know i don't know if it's more painful than the others some of them are more painful than this some of them are not this is kind of like a standard sex scene perhaps the most painful sex scene is definitely the one where they fuck while there's a play going on in the theater we'll get to that later but the next scene is really ozai showing up to announce the date of the marriage to azula he's drunk so azula is like fuck it i'm gonna drink too which is also a mood and oh my god here's an exchange they have ozai says i heard you took that water savage as your servant today whatever possessed you to do such a thing truthfully i wanted the water wench to suffer greatly there could be no worse punishment or torture imaginable than to personally serve me her enemy until the end of her miserable days ah you truly are my daughter it's not enough to conquer these savages and burn their lands. We have to break them as well. They need to learn that they're mine. God, this is the racism. Am I right? I was like, it'd be like Andrew Jackson or something. I don't know. So he starts talking about going and killing Iroh and Azula's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. But Ozai wants her to stay in the palace and she starts having another mental breakdown where she's arguing with herself. Part of her is like, he wants me to be safe because he cares about me. And part of her is like, you fucking slut. He just wants you to stay home and have babies. And she's thinking, well, it would be an honor to create the heirs to this epic dynasty. Epic spawn. They will be the most powerful firebenders in the world if they don't accidentally get a paper cut when they are babies and bleed to death because they're inbred and it will have hemophilia i don't know why i just sang that and then ozai again being the worst person ever and also drunk wants to fuck and azula like barely even teases him but he flips his shit and he hits her and she's like ooh, ooh sorry daddy and you know what okay let's just say daddy a bunch of times so you really get a feel for this big Ooh, right. daddy 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 Okay, you get the point. She admits that she's his little slut, even though it's really humiliating for her. And it's like the theme of the chapter where Azul is trying to convince herself that she's not a slut, but she's also like saying, I'm your little whore, daddy. <sighs> So it's Azula and Ozai's first day in the court together, and we're introduced to this guy, Lord Shing. He's not important, really. Just He just shows up in this chapter, and he's going to have a very bad day, in spite of his chapter starting with the words, it was a good day. Everyone is having a bad day in this fic at all times, except for Ozai. Lord Shing throws himself onto the floor, and he begs for Azula's hand in marriage for his son, which pisses Ozai the fuck off so much that he challenges this dude to an Agni Kai, and like Azula just runs off to gloat to Katara, 
Kara about how great it is that Ozai is about to kill some sniveling nobleman for her and she's like wearing her new phoenix crown so while Katara is like doing her hair and shit she's like isn't this the most precious thing your filthy peasant hands have ever touched water wench and Katara's like sure whatever you say mistress but they start having like a conversation about masculinity and femininity and what makes someone a man and then Azula asks what Katara's dad is like and she's like well for one thing he doesn't molest me yo and it just turns to Azula bringing up her mommy issues again and Katara being Katara and all is thinking that her only hope of like getting something done is connecting with Azula and it just might be starting to work the thick totally skips over their wedding because I'm sure it was just a boring ceremony and it gets right to Azula and Ozai on their way to their honeymoon on Ember Island Ozai's doing none of the logistical work he's just like I love having power but I hate doing stuff Azula do all this shit for me you know basically the way he's in the show so these two you know they're on their boat to Ember Island Ozai wanted an airship but goddamn those meddling kids destroyed his whole fleet and events of a sexual nature transpire in the cabin suddenly cut to Katara pondering the nature of human connection loneliness Azula's victimhood and the illusion of peace in the Fire Nation palace while the rest of the world remains so war-torn I don't know why she doesn't escape in this scene they're on a boat surrounded by water so still pondering these things Katara goes to Azula's chambers to have a conversation with her and see if she can evoke more human emotions from her and they can both stop being so lonely whoops it looked like she walked in on those like getting head from his own daughter that's not something you want to see or maybe it is you sick fucks here's a quote about guitar's reaction to this Okay, that wasn't the only reason she was disgusted. It was it was seeing her on her knees. Katara had many presuppositions about the Phoenix Queen, but submission certainly wasn't one of them. If anything, she had expected the Phoenix King to be pleasuring her. Wait, I can't believe I actually... The waterbender shamed herself for having hopes about Azula's sex life. <laughs> and then Azula starts wrestling with like the emotional turmoil of being seen sucking dick like she's trying so hard to convince herself that she doesn't care but she cares she cares so much she's like oh no how will the water wench respect and fear me after seeing that and we get to the house and Sokka's sand sculpture of Suki is still there on the beach and Ozai sees it he's like what the fuck is this so Katara starts laughing at him which is a horrible mistake because his temper is awful and he's like probably just gonna kill her right on the spot so Ozai fucking pretends to faint so Katara can heal her and Ozai will like spare her Look, you guys, oh my god, Azula has empathy. That's so kind of you. Wow. And once they're alone, Katara just straight up asks her, like, is he always like this? Is he always such an asshole? Yes, he is. And again, this this reminds me of uh, where we stand from the What You're Thinking series, like the marriage right at the beginning, the abuse porn, the absurd length, even though this one hasn't achieved that yet, but it will. Both of them should have been like Katara Azula fix, where they kill Ozai so they can be together and then rule as lesbian firelords. I'm just saying that's my ideal ending for this fic. For the record though, like sadly Azula is in love, but if there's anyone Ozai is in love with, it's himself. I know I already went into excessive detail about that. Like they're just vibing by the fire at night and they're making fat jokes about Iroh. And she's like, so why did you choose me out of literally any human in the world to marry you? And, and he's like, because you would be good to have ruling beside me do you think i would just marry some random peasant no you know the strains of ruling and also you're hot 
I like them young. And they really do have, like, this almost wholesome exchange as far as villains go about, like, Iroh and T and shit. But Azula ruins it with, like, a strangely meta moment where she's like, cool, I'm Zuko's evil stepmother. First of all, I don't think evil people know they're evil. And second, this implies that there's like a Fire Nation equivalent of a Cinderella-esque fairy tale. So that was just kind of a strange line. So however, Ozai ruins it the next day. Any wholesomeness, he ruins. Because he ruins everything, all of the things, every last one of them, he ruins them. Azula's really excited to show off her new bathing suit, which is skimpy as hell. And she's like, oh yeah, he's gonna want to fuck me so bad. But this douchebag he's like you look like a slut only i am allowed to gaze upon your most special of places peasants can't see you like this i never got that sort of logic like bruh if i had a really hot wife i'd want everyone to know that i'd want her to wear that bathing suit i mean i'd want her to wear whatever she was comfortable wearing but like if she wore that bathing suit i wouldn't have a problem everyone would know what they're missing out on that i have i want them to know that i have a hot wife men are fucking weird and because he's oza he's like a hyper masculine man and he's worse than regular men and once she changes into something that covers more skin he doesn't say anything but he's like hmm I don't like this either. Fucking moron. I hate you so much, Penis King. Ugh. And Katara is like listening in on this conversation. This poor girl doesn't even have a name anymore. They just call her Water Bitch and Water Wench. Love the wench. Gotta say. Like Azula will sometimes start to think of her as Katara, but then correct herself. So here's Katara's experience. Quote, So she had been spying. All the servants did it. It was the most interesting thing about your day when the rest of it consists of cooking, cleaning, washing, and listening to the Phoenix King fuck his daughter. If she heard one more, daddy please. Katara swore she'd vomit. Why in law's name does this home have such thin walls anyway? Oh, big fucking mood. <laughs> me in real life me just reading this fic imagine just going about your day or perhaps trying to fall asleep at night and from the next room over you hear the bed creaking and azula screaming oh daddy and you're probably just thinking to yourself oh dear god please deliver me from this torment and katara's also thinking oh damn all right azula does not have any power she's not even gonna stand up to him which does raise an issue i have with this fic azula goes from conquering cities and commanding armies to being daddy's personal fuck toy in the span of a few days and i just don't get that it's not like the fire nation's problems are over now that they've more or less won the war they probably still need azula in the field the water tribes haven't been conquered iroh's still out there you have to get the survivors settled into their new lives as, as subjects of the fire nation or slaves they need azula's leadership so ozai being hyper possessive to the point where he won't let her go outside dressed a certain way doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like in the show ozai is doing everything he can to get rid of those damn kids now he wants to spend every waking moment with azula what's up with that anyway let's talk about ozai's fucking ego holy shit i hate him so much he asks azula about her last time on ember island and she reveals that no one liked her when they didn't know that she was royalty and this is his response this fucking psychopath really azula worrying about the petty opinions of commoners about other commoners their games aren't worth playing what they think is irrelevant it's why we're king and queen azula because we're the greatest man and woman on earth <laughs> ozai my bro's eye shut the fuck up 
And Katara still has to third wheel with them and their racism. Listen to this fucking quote. You know, it's funny, being from the Water Tribes, this must be the first beach she ever saw. Why they chose to live in such a part of the world is beyond me. When we finally conquer their foolish city, they'll be grateful to be brought to a place where you don't have to wrap yourselves in the furs of an animal to keep warm, don't you think, my queen? Oh, he's sexist, he's racist, he advocates for slavery and genocide, he married his daughter, he's the perfect guy. It's okay, because he has abs. Yeah! Oh, he really is like an incest rights activist in this fic. He wants it to be socially acceptable. I honestly, I don't think he sees anything wrong with what he's doing with fucking his 14-year-old daughter. He's like, this is fine. Everyone should have the right to do this. <laughs> so they start to get a little frisky and people start staring at them and here i was under the impression that they had their own little private beach but clearly not and then osai's like hey random guy you looked at my wife with lust in your eyes i'm going to kill you now maybe calm the fuck down but azula is the voice of reason she's like i don't know you're overreacting like dying by your hand would be so much more of an honor than that peasant deserves so Ozai's just like okay the water wench will teach him a lesson instead so katara just water bends a wave onto him <laughs> she's tried her best <laughs> bless your heart katara and she's so sick of it too when she tries to talk to azul like later about stuff but all she'll say is like oh daddy this daddy that katara gets uh, the courage to be like so why don't you stand up to him what's he ever done for you and azula flips out i think it's pretty safe to say that it's a setback in their relationship here and there's another sex scene on it just here let's just talk about some quotes and phrasing because the writing isn't like terrible or anything but there's some little bits of this that are for sure worth mentioning quote Ozai had never relished in the pleasure of others, but he briefly considered this was as close as it got as he tore into his daughter's folds, his tongue navigating slowly like a snake who had already constricted its prey and had plenty of time to enjoy the kill. Okay, first of all, so many things about this. First of all, he's a psychopath. Second of all, tore into her folds. That sounds so violent to me. Like, bro, we just came off the clown fucking episode where Pennywise fucking eats people. That's what this sounds like to me. You know, I want Pennywise to get yeeted into the Avatar universe and eat Ozai now. Like, if that was how this fic ended, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> Third, just don't use similes in your sex scene. It very rarely, if ever, works. Maybe, maybe if you're going for something sensual, but like a snake that had constricted its prey? You're, you're saying that about eating pussy? No! It doesn't work. And then Azula spews fire out of her mouth when she comes. Oh, I want her so badly to shoot fire out of her pussy and just toast his face. Give him the old Zuko treatment, but sadly, she does not. That night, Azula runs into Katara waterbending, just like in the moonlight. She's just trying to vibe. She's not trying to escape or anything. She totally could. I don't know why she doesn't. It's not like no one escapes from Fire Nation jails ever. She's on an island surrounded by water. There are other islands probably not that far away. I, I know I'd make a run for it personally if I could fucking control water. And Katara's telling her that she's bending in the middle of the night 
because it's fun. And Azula's like, what's, who is fun? I've never heard of her. And Katara suggests that Azula try to have fun bending one time, but Azula's like, why do you care, peasant? What does it matter to you if I have fun? And Katara's like, you care about me too, Azula, whether you like it or not. You could have let your father kill me because I laughed at him earlier, but you didn't. You stepped in. That's compassion. And Azula's like, how dare you suggest that I feel things? I don't care. So much of this fic is just Azula trying to rationalize stuff. I just this poor girl. Oh. In the next chapter, we first get to see the remaining members of the gang, Suki, Sokka, and Toph. I know it's been implied, but Aang is dead, and oh, this part really made me sad. Appa goes out and searches for him. That's really depressing. <laughs> and they don't know if Zuko and Katara are alive, but they're hoping that somehow things are all right. Well, you know, in my opinion, they're dealing with Azula and Ozai as a fate worse than death. The remaining kids are in Ba Sing Se, and the city hasn't been conquered totally, but it's in bad shape. They meet Iroh in the palace, who receives a letter from Ozai announcing his remarriage. Everyone freaks out over this, except for Toph, who thinks that it's pretty funny. Here's a quote from her. You're telling me that Mr. King of the World is into his own little girl? That's rich. Do you think she's into him too? I wonder if we can get them to divorce and have one of those Agni duel thingies. What? what? Okay, so the guy fiddles his own kids. We knew he was evil already, right? We, got, so we still gotta kick his ass. If anything, this just gives us one more reason. And Iroh's like, honestly, I can't even say I'm surprised. And Sokka straight up asks him, quote, no offense, General, but why is your family so fucked up? And he's just like, I don't know. Here's another quote. Zuko's still alive. Suki repeated the letter's contents. Maybe Katara is too, she thought the unspoken. Okay, we got this, Toph declared. Iroh, you get your crazy old guy team, the king dude especially. We take Appa, we go at night, and land while king of the world is balls deep in blue fire, bitch. And we bust Sparky and Sugar Queen out. Ah ha ha! Sokka snorted with laughter. Balls deep in the blue fire, bitch. Good one, Toph. That, ugh. Iroh shook his head, desperate to try and rid himself of a most disturbing mental image. That sounds like a Tough. He managed, pinching the bridge of his nose in frustration. Hey, uh, hey, are Azula and Phoenix King fucked in the heads? Kids gonna be Zuko's siblings or his nieces and nephews? Can they be both? Sokka asked quizzically. Would that make Zuko their brother and their uncle? He turned towards the general. What about you? Would you be their uncle? Wait, no, if, if Zuko is their uncle and you're Zuko's uncle. Wait, a pause. No, that doesn't make any sense. I think, enough, Iroh interrupted. By all spirits, let us hope that my brother does not impregnate my niece. Bruh, Iroh's just trying to vibe, and they all out there, they saying shit. Balls deep and blue fire, bitch. Oh, God. Ugh. Meanwhile, Ozai continues to be the worst person. Wait, didn't we just come from Ozai being the worst person? Yeah, we did, but that was seeing him be the worst person through Iroh's eyes. We get to see him be the worst person firsthand again. Azula and Ozai have a duel in the courtyard or something that naturally leads to some iteration of public sex, but she decides to put up a little bit of a fight and he hits her, but oh my god, he's so sorry. No, he's not. He doesn't even care about her as a person. And they have Katara draw them a bath. This poor girl, she has to watch them fucking bathe naked together. Her pain and discomfort is so real. Azula, aren't you a little too old to be taking a bath with your dad? Then she says something odd. Azula says, I have something for you. And she gets what Ozai calls his dream stick. I so wanted it to be a dildo. Oh my God. If Ozai just got pegged, then maybe he would be a better person. Not that there's a high bar, but it's worth a try, I think. But no, the dream stick is just like a pipe full of opium. And Ozai starts, oh my, cause I'm not suffering enough. 
Ozer starts talking about how much he'd like to fuck Katara, because I swear to fuck, if they have another threesome, yes, another threesome, there is a different fic where they fuck all three of them, and it's in episode 56, because fuck you, that's what, I will yeet myself off of the old thing. Like, yeah, this fic could have been grosser than it was. Everything can be grosser than it is. There's always a way to make it worse. It would have been grosser if Azula and or Ozai had demanded sexual things of Katara. Like, I cannot believe that in a fic this depraved, and with Katara being such a major character, she didn't get sexually assaulted. That's insane. But you know who is about to get sexually assaulted? It's Azula. Azula gets really pissed off that Ozai made sexual comments about another woman, and she gets mad jealous to the point where she says, a big ol' fuck you, as she should, but this gets him super angry, and he presumably rapes her. We don't get to see it, though. And Katara's just standing outside. She's listening to this, quote, symphony of suffering, which is accurate as hell. And I know Azula has the worst of it out of anyone here, but Katara is just, she's just a tremendous mood. Not even a big mood, a tremendous mood. That's how I feel when I read this shit. I'm just a bystander documenting all the terrible things going on, and she just captures the essence of the wench cathodicus experience i gotta say this is such a twisted and fucked up scene but i think they've actually pulled it off really well so in their moment alone azula blames katara for her basically getting the shit beaten out of her and it's not because Jose said she was hot and that's that's not why she's mad at katara but she's mad that katara was the one who was like hey you should maybe stand up for yourself which it's a slightly less shitty reason to blame her, but okay. And Azula's just crying on the floor, begging nobody for forgiveness. And they kind of have a tender moment. Like Azula really, she doesn't understand how fucked up all this is. She refuses to believe it. This is someone who's never had a healthy relationship in her life, I, I guess. Then ugh, Ozai shows back up and oh my God, I was just rooting so hard for Katara to kill him. Literally she thinks, fuck that all life is sacred bullshit. I should just murder his ass. Come on, bloodbend him, Katara, come on. But she doesn't. God damn it. Ugh, she lets her fucking sympathy for Azula, having no one left if she leaves her, get in the way of killing Ozai's bitch ass that needs to get fucking pegged. Oh my God. Azula runs and hides in the corner because she's still terrified of him, but Ozai just needs to say daddy loves you for her to be like, okay, I forgive you, even though he just raped her and she's covered in bruises and cuts and burns from him. And the next time the two of them meet up, she's still scared of him, even though Katara physically fixed her up. Azula bitch slaps him, and that's what I'm fucking talking about right there, but Ozai realizes that if he retaliates, if he flashes out again, she might be lost to him, so he restrains himself and lets her get away with it this time. They both apologize to each other, and Ozai I says he'll never do something like that again even though that's bullshit and she says she'll never hit him again and whoa look things are all better even though Azula's like hmm, am I weak for running right back to the man who just beat and raped me maybe I am and then Ozai's like slave prepare us a meal and Katara spits in his drink it's all about the small ways of rebellion sometimes you know me I'm usually not a fan of Katara's spit being in Ozai's mouth but you know I can make an exception for this and that night Azula's still questioning his apology she's like what if he does do that again and she sneaks out of bed goes to sleep in her old room it's a depressing scene about like the duality of Azula and her newfound powerlessness. In the morning, Ozai realizes that she's gone and he starts seeing Dai Li agents around for the first time and he's questioning their loyalty and if they'll turn on him because he hurt Azula. And I really do love that the Dai Li are loyal to Azula, not to him, and they don't let him go inside the room because they're protecting her. <laughs> 
Uh, my new happy ending for this fic now involves Azula and Katara overthrowing Ozai with the help of the Dai Li. So Ozai demands that the Dai Li be punished, and Azula's like, but daddy, I never command them to stand against you. They must have done that of their own accord. She's still all terrified of them. Oh my god, please free this girl. Ozai couldn't take all the Dai Li at once. They could kick his ass. They go to the market, so Azula needs Katara to fix her up, but also, like, make her look like a fucking nun, because apparently Azula's skin is a copyrighted Ozai product or something. Ugh, this is the part of the fic where Ozai crawls out of my computer screen, gets real close to my ear, and whispers, fuck you. Because when Katara presents Azula to him, he's like, that's a lovely outfit. I'm just kidding, it's not. You look like such a prude, but I'm not gonna say that out loud. It's just missing one thing. And he puts a collar and a leash on her. Uh, Azula is horrified, but she doesn't let it show. She just tries to rationalize it by telling herself that she's happy he's claiming her so publicly. She's so happy that he is proud to be seen with her. Literally everyone is staring at them when they go to the market. Like, everything is silent. Katara is just trailing behind them. They're wheeling. Azula keeps, like, seeing jewelry and shit and being like, Oh, Daddy, would you pick out something nice for me? It'll be so special if you give it to me. Oh, my God. You can buy my affection. And then some other incest motherfuckers run up to them and they're like oh king and queen you're so inspiring to us we've spent so much time hiding our love we're gonna have a hemophilia child and i'm sure you will too and i was was like it's true i am actually a progressive i'm legalizing marriage between family members people who are grossed out by that are bigots hashtag daughter fucker rights hashtag out and proud hashtag legalize it next chapter gives us a brief reprieve from all the fucking misery and depravity that is Azula's life. There's this flashback scene where Azula and Ty Lee celebrate Ty Lee's birthday. She gives her a gift. And meanwhile, in the present day, Azula has like swiped a jade comb from the market and she leaves it on Katara's pillow as a gift. A token of friendship, perhaps. And one of the reviews for this chapter is like, this is so fucking pure and wholesome. And that cracked me the fuck up the first time I saw it, because I assumed that this chapter was just like the others and the reviewer was being ironic. But no, this chapter actually was pure and wholesome. I feel a little bit cleansed, and I think this fic should have more reprieves like this from the unending bleakness of Ozai's fucking insanity and horniness. Then we jump over to revisit Zuko for the first time in ages. It is also a bleak and horrifying state he's in. He's just rotting in prison, but you know, at least there's like no incest in this chapter. Azula like is sending him daily agents to keep him updated on what's going on, like that Aang is dead, Tara's alive, so on. Zuko's having a bad time, and he's like, "Eat, I'm a failure." And Azula sucks, but even she doesn't deserve to be repeatedly raped by our father yeah so we have a brief respite but the story takes us back to azula's traumatized ass it's morning and ozai's feeling a little frisky eh? but azula's still freaked out about oh i don't know how he raped her like two entire ass days ago she starts crying on him and oh my god i just want to fucking wring his neck come on ozai crawl out of my computer screen again to say fuck you when she gets thought i guess i'll crack your fucking skull open i have my pepper spray ready and i'm ready to blind you <sighs> let's read this quote the Phoenix King was moving a hand to undo his own robe before he realized that something was wrong. His little princess was crying, just as she had done a day before last. How could she be so selfish to deny him so, especially after yesterday, after he bought her jewelry, basically. 
to throw a tantrum like a small child who's been asked to clean their room. It was pitiful. It was I sighed, sitting up. Don't be such a sore loser, Azula. You were punished for talking back to your father. There's no need to be belligerent now that it's over. Azula was almost in disbelief. Almost. I'm not, she spat, indignant, shoving him away. Then she turned over onto her side and crossed an arm over her chest, covering herself with her robe to the best of her ability. Silence for a moment. It's not over. It's all I can think about when you touch me. Don't be such an ungrateful bitch, Ozai barked, forcing her on her back, same as before, so she had to look at him. This isn't your punishment, it's your reward, or perhaps you'd like to be reminded of what a real punishment looks like. He snarled, his gaze burning into Azula's. Someone get these, both of these motherfuckers, get them into therapy ASAP. So he fucks her anyway, and she finds herself involuntarily enjoying it, and there are many oh daddies and the like. They refer to Ozai's dick as his throbbing royal cock. Why was that necessary? I can't believe it took me like 40 minutes into this recording to say Ozai's dick. That's unbelievable. Um, anyway, really, why was any of this necessary? It wasn't. And I've read an ungodly amount of porn about this man, not to mention written an ungodly amount of porn about this man <laughs> and no one else is out there calling his dick royal parts is this the closest we've gotten that's such a shame that's such a shame really don't need to call it royal parts they use them to show come on canonically referred to his dick as royal parts uh, they exchanged their i love yous in the throes of their orgasms and azula's like oh he never meant to hurt me at all and ozai's like just casually wondering if today is the day he gets his daughter pregnant because he's nasty f quote in what seemed like the blink of an eye the phoenix queen was near the foot of the bed on her hands and knees her face hovering just above her daddy's now semi-erect royal cock which was slick with their shared fluids hmm i don't like this sentence one bit uh, and azula needs to take a bath after all that filth but the bathroom is where she got raped and she's afraid to go back inside there and this part hit with me like I never experienced anything near this level of batched insane fuckery like Azula here, but I still find myself really reluctant to revisit spaces where certain things happened, like namely places where stuff that I want to leave in the past transpired. Like for example, I can't believe I'm telling the story, this happened so long ago, um, like I had my first kiss on my high school campus and then I had a bad falling out with that person and for the rest of my high school experience I was like scared of that spot where I kissed her and I knew it was totally irrational, it made no sense, but I just wanted nothing to do with that whole area and obviously that's nothing compared to being raped, but it's the same sort of idea, it's an irrational fear of a place even though the place alone can't do anything to hurt you, so I just thought that little detail was a nice addition. I vibed with that. So because Azula's scared of the bathroom, she asked Katara to stay with her, which really makes it seem like my dream plot of lesbian fire lords is gonna happen, but no. They talk about their mothers and how places bring back bad memories, and Azula tries to be sympathetic. It's a nice bonding moment. Like, she's like, oh, I'm sorry your mother died. Like, oh, look at that. Azula's trying. She's trying so hard. Bless her heart. But then Azula runs back to daddy because she needs to be reassured that he'll never do anything like that again, and I ironically feels oh so safe in his arms and he gives her another fucking collar like one that locks around her neck and says property of phoenix king on it ang like, should have killed you you disgusting fuck nugget you know who didn't consent to see your kinky bullshit the general populace that's who <sighs> 
the next part of the fic, and we are nearing the end of what has been written now, it's about a play that Azula and Ozai go to see about themselves. You know, you guys, you guys all know how well something like that's gonna go. And they bring Katara along to the play so she can continue to live out her existential nightmare. Azula doesn't really know why she wants her with them. Maybe for her lovely company? I don't know, but bruh just give Katara a fucking break and some like wacko approaches her and is like oh are you Katara I've heard about your wonderful story of repentance and Katara's like bitch repentance I gotta go my fucking owners are calling me the play starts with actor Zuko and Azula having just allegedly killed the avatar and Zuko's like give me all the credit or else I will tell the whole world about the naughty things you do with our father and real Ozai is pissed at this portrayal probably thinks that this is how it actually went down because fucking Zuko Zuko. Everything is just his fault. Am I right? But Azula feels a twinge of guilt and shame at having lied because this time it wasn't actually Zuko's fault. Whoa. And meanwhile, actor Ozai and Azula have like a really loving and romantic reunion. And Azula's like, wow, real Ozai would have never. Quote, being bent over and fucked so hard that she'd been left barely able to walk failed to qualify as a romantic reunion worthy of remembrance for years to come. But Azula's still trying to, to rationalize. She's like, well, that actor's not as hot as you, daddy. I gotta wonder, is it the same actors from the Ember Island Players episode? Because Ember Island Ozai was like the gayest man alive. His makeup was on point. Phoenix King, forget it. I Shadow King. No wonder he fails to excite Azula. That dick prefers an anus. And actor Ozai is like, Bossing Sink will stand forever as a testament to your achievements. But real Azula be thinking, quote, would anyone remember Princess Azula, great conqueror of Bossing Say? Or would they remember Phoenix Queen Azula, wife of Phoenix King Ozai? Worse yet, would they remember Azula, Ozai's little whore of a daughter whom he walked around on a collar and a leash? And then she realizes. Deep down, she has always known that Ozai's love is conditional. But she doesn't really do anything with that information. She's just like, well, this is fucked up. I'm going to compensate for it by being even more loving to him. And then there's this scene of Zuko recruiting Mei to help him take down Zula. And it's, it's great. Like, real Ozai is taking all of this at face value. He's just like, yes, this must have been exactly what happened. But Azula's like, no. Zuko's too dumb to plot like this. This is out of character. Then there's an intermission, and Ozai wants a blowjob. He just wishes their little theater box wasn't so secluded. He wants everyone to see them fucking. Therapy can't help Ozai at this point. He just needs to be guillotined, and Katara needs to step in as a communist dictator or something. Speaking of, speaking of Katara, this poor girl, Ozai has been drinking heavily throughout this whole thing, and he wants a refill, and again, Katara has to walk in on him getting his dick sucked because her life is suffering. <laughs> the second act opens with Zuko confronting Ozai on the day of Black Sun, and someone from the audience throws soup at him <laughs> because he's a traitor. And real Ozai makes a comment like, Zuko didn't kill me that day because he said it wasn't his destiny, which is just a fancy way of saying he's a pussy, which is the only valid thing Ozai has said in this entire body of work. <laughs> and Azula is forced to relive her friend's betrayal at Boiling Rock. And she's like, yeah, the warden threatened to kill me that day. And Ozai's like, I'm going to execute him and his entire family, which I know includes your, your ex-best friend, May. And Azula's kind of freaked out, but she's like, oh, daddy, is there no limit to the amount of people you'd execute for me? 
it's so romantic am i right they get up to sozin's comet and katara's like i'd like to uh go to the bathroom so i don't have to see ang die and everyone cheer for it but ozai is the worst he's like nah bitch you're staying right fucking here and even azula's like that's unnecessarily cruel father and katara does go out to get booze during the scene break which I wish I had done. I wish I'd done that during the scene break. Sadly for her, she has fanboys now who are racist, but they're like trying not to be. Like this dude, Mao, wants to be her pen pal, but she's like, I don't think I'm allowed to write letters to people. And in the play, like Katara is not being portrayed very nicely. She's like an evil sorceress who needs to redeem herself via slavery for trying to heal Zuko. What a horrible crime. And the play continues and Ozai starts bitching about how the actors make them seem all sappy and weak. And then he goes on this feel about how incest is okay and Katara is still sitting out there living her worst life. And she's thinking about how accurate the play is about how fucking mushy and gross Azula and Ozai are. And she's just a quote from her internal monologue. Oh, Azula, I am the best husband to you because I am old and useless and your father. Our love is so pure. I groomed you for it, after all. And they, this part, this is the worst part. This is the worst sex scene. They just start fucking right in the middle of the play. Like, Katara's just, she's still sitting next to them and longing for the sweet, sweet release of death. Here's a quote. Azula's cries echoed throughout the theater, certainly causing bewilderment among the audience. The actors, bless their hearts, did their best to make the performance go on, their voices growing louder to compete with the actual royal couple, but their romantic speeches were lost on the audience, who could now hear the real voices of the Phoenix King and Queen, their lust, their furious thrusts, the true nature of their love. <laughs> Oh, bless their fucking hearts indeed. Bless everyone's hearts except for Azula and Ozai, who debatably don't even have hearts. Have you two ever heard the phrase, PDA is not okay? I thought they were gonna like fuck on the stage after the play had ended and force everyone to watch. That would have been worse, but this is still bad. I guess this is what people had to do before Netflix and chill. And the play ends with the scene of Zuko being executed, and Azula's a little shaken that Ozai seems to be getting some ideas about how much he'd like to do that. And she does want Zuko to live, even though he sucks. He's family after all, and you know how Azula feels about family. Well, she doesn't she doesn't want to fuck Zuko. Thank God. Can you imagine? And um, they walk home together and <laughs> Katara gets a little bit of revenge by freezing a puddle and then sending Ozai's drunken ass sliding. And there's only a few more scenes now until we're caught up to the final chapter. So uh, we get to see Tylee and May in prison. There's a new warden around because I guess Ozai executed the other motherfucker. And May's like, hey, I think you deserve to know what happened to Azula, the love of your life, who you are in love with. She got married and Tylee does not ask who she married because she knows the answer will be bad. May and Tylee say I love you to each other, like probably not in a gay way, but you know, that's how I'm going to interpret it. A bitch needs some wholesome lesbians sometimes, now more than ever. And they affirm that they don't regret what they did at Boiling Rock, even though perhaps it was all for nothing. Finally, Azula and Ozai go home to the capital. Their honeymoon is over. Azula confronts him about how he wants to kill Zuko. And he's like, are you questioning me, bitch? And Azula wants to be like, bitch, why do you think I brought it up for funsies? But she's actually like, sorry, daddy. I just don't want to lose more people, especially not family. And Ozai's like, I'm all you need. And, and soon we will have another family of our own, which uh, <coughs> that's the sound of me um, dry heaving. Okay. 
but Azula's like, what if one of our kids betrays us like Zuko? And Azula's like, they won't because you'll be a much better mother than that slut Ursa. But Azula knows that there's outside sources that can influence her children because like other people betrayed her too and they didn't have weak cobbling mothers. But she doesn't say anything. She doesn't want to argue with him. And that's all that's been written so far. And what do I have to say about it? Well, first of all, you guys better fucking appreciate this episode because this was hard to get through. I've never covered something of such relentless depravity. This mentally exhausted me. Even the What Were You Thinking series was not this constantly disgusting. There wasn't that much smut in it or daddies getting tossed around, but th this was just so bleak and depressing. Really, I've been able to relate to Katara the most because she's also a third party witnessing all this, but Azula is just so brainwashed. All her badassery got stripped away and she just doesn't understand that Ozai is so bad for her. Like, free these girls from their torment. They need to rise up and kill him. Let me say some things I liked about this fic before I continue to say bad things about it. I like how Azula slowly realizes that she's not happy, no matter how hard she tries to rationalize Ozai's behavior. She's just, yeah, like I just said, she's so brainwashed, it's really sad, but it's just her way of coping with a horrible situation, so I like the psychological aspect of that. She has some internal back and forth, like when she's thinking, am I a good wife or am I a whore? And am I ashamed to be led around on a leash and have my personal identity erased, or am I proud to be this guy's wife? Like having her sort of argue with a voice in her head feels like a realistic way to portray her internal conflict at least to me that's how i think i liked azula and katara's budding friendship it had some of the only wholesome moments in the fic i still think they should have overthrown ozai and ruled as lesbian fire lords and the bits with tylee were also nice katara's existential nightmare such a mood and I don't think I've ever seen rape work as a plot device before, but they managed to pull it off here because it changed how Azula and Ozai interacted. It made Azula start realizing that she's not happy with him and that their relationship is, I don't know, kind of fundamentally fucked up. And I liked the details that followed, like her not knowing if she could trust him even after he apologized, when she went to sleep in the other room to be apart from him, how she was afraid to go back inside the bathroom after what happened there, and how she felt safe with him holding her even though he was the perpetrator. It was also an interesting choice not to show us the rape considering how packed with smut the rest of the fic is. So things I didn't like about the fic, it was relentlessly disgusting. I don't feel like I need to elaborate on that. You just heard everything. Some of Azula's internal struggles kind of get dropped. Like there's a part where they make a big deal about her feeling like she's a slut near the beginning of the fic, but it doesn't come back that much. And also, why the fuck did Katara not just escape? There was literally a point where she was on a boat surrounded by water, presumably with no one watching her. And she was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I think I'm gonna just chill here. My ass, I would have been out of there. I don't care if Azula needs someone nice in her life. And Katara is a very nice and sympathetic and compassionate person. But at the same time, if you compare this to her, some of her other actions in canon, then it doesn't make the most sense. Like she is also a bad bitch. This is the same girl who threatened to kill Zuko when he first joined the gang. Like Azula is obviously a victim here, but she's still a racist bitch. So I don't know how much sympathy Katara would really have for her. I feel like if she'd be making friends with anyone, it would be like the other servants and they'd be like talking about how nasty the royal couple is behind their back. But they're probably all racist too, so maybe not. 
there isn't really much mention of other servants in the first place, even though they supposedly did bring others with them on their honeymoon. Oz's attitude towards Azula vastly shifts after they win the war. Like, can I believe that he diddles his kids? Absolutely, but going from sending her out on all these missions where she's very much independent and has a lot of freedom to dictating what bathing suit she can wear and leading her around on a fucking leash, her jump from pretty much full autonomy to his personal sex slave just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's not a logical progression. She's more of a tool or a weapon to him than a person, and he still needs her out there conquering shit for him. Like, if there's one thing we know about Ozai, it's that he loves power, and even his dick isn't gonna get in the way of all that. Azula's side of things, however, does make more sense to me because he really is the only person that she has left, and compared to him, she is powerless. Maybe she could take him in a fight, but she wouldn't do that. He has authority over her. So, is this what one would call a good fic? A tasteful portrayal of an incestuous relationship? Well, let's start with, is it a tasteful portrayal of an incestuous relationship? Yes and no. All the way back in the first Fun for the Whole Family episode, I defined a tasteful incest fic as something that explores character relationships rather than existing just for the smut. This did explore character relationships, but there was also a shit ton of unnecessary smut and other disgusting fetish stuff, such as the leash and the excruciating amount of daddies. So it had both tasteless and tasteful aspects. The smut was like mentally exhausting for me to read, so I did not enjoy that. Secondly, this a good fic. I think this exists outside the boundaries of traditional good and bad. To call it good doesn't feel right, because it's not the sort of thing you enjoy reading, and to call it bad also doesn't feel right, because it was intentionally written to be so fucked up, and underneath all that fucked up shit, there's still some artistic merit, I think. In addition to that, it's nowhere near completion, so it's still too early to place some sort of final judgment on it. I don't know where it's going or what awaits them back at the Fire Palace. Azula and Ozai's relationship seems to be falling apart pretty fast. And all the chapters with other characters like Zuko, the gang, and Manti Lee haven't gone anywhere yet. We've only gotten to see them once or twice each. So I think it's safe to say that this fake exists, and that's my value judgment. I tried to be fair about it, despite the instinctive revulsion I feel at its premise. There were parts that were handled well, and parts that were disgusting in a variety of different ways, or, and it just straight up didn't make sense to me. So this exists. It's something that people wrote. Why they wrote it, I don't know. I don't know why you would write a, a novel about Azul being married to her dad. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know why I read it either. This exists and I'll leave you to make your own judgments about it. So today we covered Cubico spelled K-U-E-B-I-K-O by Princess underscore Claire underscore Faye and somewhere underscore in underscore time. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us, you'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fix suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal Wanchikas Lodicus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.